Today's episode is sponsored by Permanent Hearing Damage, which is a recording studio based in Philadelphia, owned and operated by Steve Roche from Seisha, Offminer, Boar War, which you're hearing now, and many others. They've spent the last 25 years specializing in recording, mixing, mastering for punk, hardcore, metal, and related genres at artist-friendly prices. Some recent clients include Piers, Foxtails, Masanera, Closer, Rambo, Stinking Lizaveta, Sanagi, and Witching. Contact Permanent Hearing Damage via their website, permanenthearingdamage.com. Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and we have a great show lined up for you today. Before we get started, though, I'd like to remind you about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash humanmachine, where you can check out comics, zines, music sneak peeks, and all kinds of other stuff that helps us keep the show going. Today, I have a very special conversation with my pal, Camden Harper Rose, and it's less about music and more about the kinds of things that trans people are facing in the U.S. and around the world today. Before we get started, though, I'd like to post a caution warning as the subject matter does go into topics such as sexual abuse and things of that nature. And now I'd like to play you something. You're hearing Stages of Grief by Sleep Debt, which features my pal, Camden Harper Rose, on guitar and vocals. The song comes off the EP of the same name, which you can find on Bandcamp. started playing music like in my early teens not in bands um but I was like grew up in a very religious home and uh my parents were I wouldn't say attempted to shelter me although that was really the attempt but there was a lot of very like okay you're going to be involved in church like that's all you really that's your social life that is my parents are both uh were at the time they're retired now but both pentecostal ministers um and so like church was kind of like the only outlet and you know I, i learned to play guitar there i wasn't good at it uh still don't think I'm necessarily great at it, but I have scores better than I used to be. Um, but I wasn't really someone who played in bands. I originally really wanted to be a writer. 
um, really liked writing poetry, fiction, science fiction specifically. And I, so that was, that was kind of where I was at. That's kind of how I think I really started getting actually into music, um, in my twenties when I came out as trans. Um, I also got sober around that time and I was going to a lot of punk shows, um, really getting involved in the scene. I just, I, I wanted to make friends and it seemed kind of like being in a band was sort of the easiest way to do that. Uh, so I started playing, like doing vocals, um, in this band called Naive Sense that was started with my friend Tommy, who played uh, in a couple bands with my older brother. Um, and he wanted to play, he wanted to start a hardcore band. So he asked me if I would do vocals and it turns out I was really fucking good at it. Like I, I love screaming into a microphone and throwing temper tantrums all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, it's just fucking fun. Yeah. Um, and I, it felt like a really, like, so I, I, I had realized like just prior to that, that if I wanted to be a writer, like the only way really to go forward as move forward as a writer, like you don't just get to be this like DIY person who's going to come out with this best selling fucking novel. Like you have to go to like school for a million years. And I'm just, I wasn't really about that. Like I've never been good at school. Um, so this kind of felt like a good outlet for uh, my writing. And that's kind of what this all was originally like, like, okay, so I get to, I'm like this newly sober trans woman who's uh, getting to just like finally have this outlet for her writing and all these like pent up emotions. And that that's sort of where everything began for me. Um, and I played in a variety of bands since then. It's mostly been hardcore. I, I've always um, like, I've always been more drawn to that than other genres. Like I'm into a lot of different, a lot of different shit. Like, I mean, this week, I was bouncing back and forth between um, The Chisel, which is this British oi band, and Mono, like the post-rock band. So I'm just like all over the fucking place. But punk I've always been more drawn to because it's always been uh, solid. I feel like it's the best outlet for my own creativity, my own emotions, the like internal rage that I'm constantly going through. And like I've never... I've never gotten to have like experience that same feeling of being on stage and saying what's like what I'm feeling inside and what I'm thinking about the world and expressing it in this extremely emotional way. Um, like there's no other fucking feeling like that. And it was better. It's to this day, I'm just like, it is better than any other drug I have ever tried in my entire fucking life. And so that's kind of how I really got into it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of that that I can relate to. And especially, you know, you said this is like the best thing you've ever got, got addicted to, you know, I mean, that's not what mm -hmm. you, that's not what you said. That's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, and as somebody who, um, I mean, when I quit drinking and everything at the time, like I, I quit like because I quit because I just was seeing I was seeing a path that I could have gone down and I was like no you know and um mm -hmm. I in the years since like that I quit like I realized like well sure I wasn't I wasn't 
you know, abusing people. I wasn't doing this like when I was drinking, et cetera, et cetera. But like I was further down, like I, I was worse off than I would have thought at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's like a lot of us probably that are like, you know, like recovering from that kind of thing. I think that's what happens to a lot of us oh, yeah. is we're like at the time we're like this is pretty bad like sometimes it's like real bad as dependent on the person but like in my case i was like i was like this could be real bad if i don't put a stop to it and i did and i did put a stop to it and and um and then it was later that i was like you know i think that i think that was worse than i thought you know mm-hmm. and it still wasn't obviously you know, it could have been a lot worse and, and, and everything like that. But, um, like it really made me realize like, yeah, like, um, I've, I feel like I've been addicted to one thing or another my entire life, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still addicted to this or that or whatever. And but I'm trying to try to be more constructive about it. I think that's, about as good as it can get for me, which is, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I completely feel that. Like, I I mean, I'm on my uh, my second round of sobriety right now. Um, and, God, getting sober this time around as opposed to the first time was the fucking worst thing in the entire world I have, like, ever felt or gone through. And I, I like, I look back at it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I, ju- I like, dodged a bullet there where how like close I was coming to just like losing everything I was watching I found this like YouTube channel um where this guy like he's I think he's out in Phoenix and he like goes around and interviews uh, like homeless people who um and like a lot of them are addicts which and I was just like Jesus fucking Christ how close I was to like just losing everything right there and just going off the fucking deep end. Mm. And it was like, it, it, it's been like, especially being a trans woman mm. where I'm like, dude, we don't last that long on the streets. <laughs> if yeah. at all, like it's very fucking hard and how close I was to getting there. It's, it's terrifying to think about. And now that I'm sober again, it's like, oh shit, like what's, what's my outlet going to be this time around? Yeah. Yeah. You said that you were, you, you know, that you jumped into punk as an outlet for your writing. I, I like to ask, like, was there a conscious, like, uh, like, did you have, did you think to yourself consciously, like, maybe something like, well, this is something that, like, if you, uh, now, I don't know if you had, like, um, if you had, like, that fear of the blank page, if you had, like, sort of that, that you know, uh, difficulty starting, et cetera, like, with your writing or whatever, but, like, did you think that writing songs would be a, 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 like a kickstart for that? Like, because you're just like, this is something I can do for three minutes at a time. Like, yeah, I can write three minutes worth of something and that'll help me like 
overcome this. There was a word, there was a, a term that I heard uh, some uh, cartoonists use on a podcast recently. I should have written it down, but it was like, it's basically that fear of a blank page that like that, that, that thing that keeps you from getting started. Like, did you mm-hmm. think that, you know, writing lyrics and like doing that was gonna like ease any kinds of like uh, difficulties in like, or just like, you know, the one hand that washes the other was any of that a factor? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I used to, I was, I think I was 20, 21 or something at the time. Um, I was part of this um, writer's salon that evolved into this workshop. Um, I I used to hang out at this coffee shop when I was a lot younger all the time. And there were a lot of more DIY poets and writers. And we would all hang out together and workshop everything. And one of them, at the first one I ever went to, um, somebody, and I don't remember who it was, but asked me like, Oh yeah, what are your goals as a writer? And I was just like, honestly, my biggest goal is to fucking finish something because mm-hmm. I had like pages of like these half starts and I could never, I never really un- like knew how to wrap them up. Like here is this open, like everything just felt like this open ended thought. And Um, So when I started doing music, like there definitely was this like, okay, here is a song. I have three minutes um, for this specific, like that specific first band. Uh, It was a lot like our songs were super fucking short. So it was a lot like a lot less time to say what I had to say. Um, But I had to like really... I had to finish stuff. Like I had a limited amount of time to say stuff. Like I had to really think about and sit down and like figure out like what this exact thought I was trying to um, say was, and it wasn't easy. I mean, writing poetry and writing lyrics are two completely different ball games. And like they, they have a lot in common, but they're different. And so kind of figuring out like, how do I structure this stuff? Like, it was definitely like there was definitely that thought of like okay I just want to be able to fucking finish my stuff like I had been you know I had I had at one point come out with a uh, like I self released a book of sonnets um, and so like and but like that that structure kind of had forced me to learn how to really finish stuff um, so I've kind of figured like I could translate that into songs in a way does that make sense Yeah yeah for sure. Um. But I definitely know what you're talking about. Like, it is a different, it, it's a different muscle, you know, or, or however you want to phrase it. Like, because there's a, I mean, there's there's all the time when I, I think, like, I just jot down, like, all these ideas or whatever. And then there's been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, uh, the these writings that I'm doing or whatever, like, I don't need to know, like, what um i don't need to know like uh the cadence of of a song or whatever i don't have to write any of this with that in mind right i can just go back later and parse through what i've written and i can make it fit into a song etc etc and like i've never been more wrong than when i think something like that (laughs) like it's just right there may be other people that do this and and my hat is off to you because like i have never been able to do this i it's just uh, like i don't know 
I don't know if I just need like to work on my editorial skills or, <laughs> you know, to where I can just like convert this to this. Like, cause you think you're just like, you know, you're just converting grams to ounces or something and you're really not like, no, I've, you're like, it, it's, it's a completely, like you said, it's a completely different muscle. Um, there was, so I, I used to, I was in this queer core band for a little bit called contentious and, like it's my like as far as like my lyrics go, it was like the my favorite thing I have ever gotten to do, um, and I like I decided I was like I'm gonna use like the, my the, like so I had you know I had released like years before this book of sonnets and I'm like I want to use some of that material because it was released under my dead name. I'm never gonna show people that ever again. Like that person, as far as I'm concerned, is gone. Doesn't really exist in a whole lot anymore. Um, at least not in the same way. So I'm yeah. going to you like parse through some of these and use some like translate some of this stuff into uh, like into these songs into the CP and um, and then like edit them to like some of the stuff to top be more like uh, relevant to like your queer core band and so it's like more more topical if you will and like fuck was that hard i mean like trying to like be like okay i had written this with a very specific cadence and now i have to take that and change it around it was like my own like self-challenge like no one was fucking making me do it i was yeah. just kind of in this like masochistic like i'm going to really challenge my creative brain to take this thing that had a specific cadence and translate it into something that has a completely other cadence and then while still going through all my notebooks and seeing these, like, like the, the, all these other, like, uh, things that I've just been writing down, these off-the-wall thoughts and, like, oh, yeah, I can, I can take this and put, like, and structure this into a song. And it's like, no, I have to take out, like, half the shit there yeah. in order to make this actually work. Yeah. It's like, it, I mean... I don't know why I ever thought that that would be so easy because it's like if you think <laughs> about it, it's like think about if somebody if somebody if you wrote a guitar part and somebody else wrote a drum part and they didn't go together at all and then you're just like well I'll just make this guitar part fit in that drum part like you'd have mm -hmm. to like you'd have to cut like you know you'd have to cut like the parts in in half or just omit parts altogether you'd have to like you know well i usually strum this seven times and this time now i gotta strum it like three times with a small pause and then like i mean it's just it i don't know like i think that i'm pretty good at like at sort of building a song like a like a you know a puzzle like just figuring out like how you're gonna do this and how you're gonna do that but this other thing is just like nope can't do it like <laughs> i cannot right just chop up and I, yeah or or it's just like sometimes it's like this sometimes the stuff that i write it'll be like too honest or it'll be too obvious or it'll be too like the wording will be too plain and you're like, this doesn't make for a good song anyway. So that's a whole other thing, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh God. Like, uh, my most recent project, me and the, it was 
me and another vocalist writing all of the songs together and all well, all the lyrics, uh, which that was that was hard. Like writing with another writing lyrics with another person is really, really, really difficult. But I was very I'm very much of the opinion. I'm like, when you're writing lyrics, show, don't tell. And um, she was much more of a like, no, we're going to show, like, say what you fucking mean. And it was mm-hmm. just like fucking trying to negotiate that stuff that we came out with some really really good stuff but yeah that was like writing's hard (laughs) when you really get down to it like writing can be really tough trying to get like trying to say exactly what you mean but show people (laughs) what you mean at the same time and not turn it into this like uh, really obvious like I'm not going to write a song right just say I'm sad seven times over and over again like I'm going to talk to people about why I'm sad but I also don't really want people to know why I'm sad because that's like re- that's that's even more personal like I don't yeah. know like that shit's hard sense you're like uh, almost borderline embarrassed and then like in another sense as as an artist um like (laughs) you you want to you want to let people draw their own conclusions or whatever exactly you know like i i um for the first band i was in um i didn't want to write about being trans like at all i like at least not specifically like when I was when I started playing music that's when um gloss was a huge thing Uh and I I got I think like there was like this weird expectation I'm from Minneapolis and I felt like there was this weird expectation um that we were gonna be like the Minneapolis answer to gloss or something and that's not what I wanted to be Mm -hmm. at all I mean I was you know, I was newly out, but I'm like also was newly sober and I had a lot of fucking feelings about that. Like it was really annoying being like, okay, so I can't drink normally. Uh, I have pretty obvious issues with uh, any kind of substance you put into like in front of me. And I'm kind of mad about that. Now I'm having to actually like confront all of my feelings. Like, and there's all these other things that, yeah, well related to being trans, they don't have, they're not, the cent- like being trans isn't the central focus within them. I kind of want to talk about those things right now instead. Yeah. And um, we had this guy he wanted. He was like super. It's just like this straight dude who was super fucking into gloss. And he like was like, yeah, I want to put out your guys um, full length. And we were like, oh, OK, that's cool. Um, 
And it was a really weird experience. I mean, he wanted to like start, it was this like super weirdly controlling thing. Like we had already released like digitally the record and um, had done a run of tapes. He wanted to like take one of the songs out and replace it with a different one. So we were like, okay, I guess we'll book studio time, but you know, it'd be cool to release this on vinyl. And, uh, then had started to be like, well, maybe we can like change the artwork around a little bit. And we we're like, Jesus Christ, like this guy here. And, um, so we had like met with him and we're kind of like, okay, yeah, this is like going to be a done deal. We're very excited. He's like, okay, well send me the lyrics. And I was like, okay, cool. Sent him the lyrics. And within hours he emailed us back like, Hey guys, you know, I'm just, I just have so much on my plate right now. I don't think I'll be able to get to your record. And I was like, are you joking right now? You just read the lyrics. And I was like, you read the lyrics and you then that changed. That's what changed your mind. And, um, he was just like, no, 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 that's not it. And I ended up calling on, like I called him very publicly and directly on it. Um, several years later and a bunch of people like ended up backing me up. Like, yeah, dude, this is exactly like you saw what she had to say. You didn't really like it. And yeah, and it was just like this weird kind of fucking tokenizing thing going on that I've experienced a lot being a trans woman in like DIY scenes, but never quite to that extent. And I'm not going to very, I do not want to publicly say who this was because I, I think that's slander. But uh, yeah, it was a very, very obnoxious straight guy who wanted to be at the front and center of putting out the Minneapolis version of Gloss, I guess. Okay. What was there a specific thing that he said that that was like like how did you get like the that cuz it you know the way you're explaining it it sounds like he got the lyrics and and in his mind he was like this isn't about trans shit and then but what gave you that impression that that was what his issue was exactly like was there something specific or just like was he dancing around all that when he's talking about change the you know this and put this song in and yeah he was dancing around it i mean yeah. we had some like silly songs in there like we were we had this one song called longboard is the wrong board um which is just like this funny song and we or like we just could like we want we were kind of a silly band sometimes and he really wanted us to take those songs out of the record if he was gonna release it. Oh. Um yeah. and so there was like some stuff like that that was just like really fucking weird for us. Um but it kind of just uh it just sort of made sense like in some face to face <laughs> conversations with how like like watching how like he was talking like publicly talking about some of these bands being like, Oh, this is cool. This is the most punk thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And then we kind of jumped on the scene and we were like, I was a nobody. And it was like kind of getting a lot of weird press sort of right off the bat, but it wasn't about like, Oh, Hey, here's a cool band. It's like, Hey, here's a trans woman doing mm -hmm. music. And like we did this, uh, this article, this interview for, one of those uh, like little local periodical things. And we were kind of talking about the band a little bit and stuff. And then uh, the interviewer just like kind of stopped us and was like, okay, well, I really want to talk about you and like, what's your story? How did you like, and like really wanted me to kind of talk about like being trans. And I'm like, I don't want to really talk about like, that kind of thing. And I'm more interested in talking about like this, like what is this song about? And 
I don't know. It was mm-hmm. like there was a lot of weird shit kind of going on with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's like you said the song the songs were already out and you signed on to do this record. Like how do you not know what the songs about are already? Like I know is, it was Yeah, it's it's all it's all weird. And I'm assuming that the like interviewer that you're talking about also w- was like just like a cis person that was yep. just like <laughs> yeah i mean because like yeah i mean we were you know we're gonna get into this like we based our whole chat on getting into all this <laughs> so yeah. like but it's like like when i when i'm chatting with other trans people i'm like how how like let's talk about this you know but like mm-hmm. when yeah it's it's like i don't Mm. There, there is literally no one else that I really want to talk to that kind of stuff about. Yeah, same. You know, you know, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean to sound mean or whatever. If 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 people that got my back, like that aren't trans, like think that that sounds like I'm being exclusive or or mean or whatever, like I mean, there are people that I talk to about stuff, but it's just like. Yeah, I'm I'm not talking to some stranger about this or that, you know? Like we can mm-hmm. we can pass over it or whatever, but I'm not like this isn't like I don't know, you know? Whereas like I re- I really want to talk about this stuff, you know? Like I I do, but just I don't know. Not um but yeah, there's there was um you know, there you were you were talking about like you know, in the sort of precursor to this conversation you were talking about that sort of like that tokenization and 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 stuff and like a a lot of folks can relate to that whether you know um it was being tokenized you know because they're trans or another factor but like um you mentioned like gloss you know because like that was a minute right and Mm -hmm. while i was like while you were talking about that I i was i was almost sort of thinking like you know, I remember when they came out, I was like, that's fucking cool. And, but then, like, how many, like, there's got to be as many trans people that, like, were, like, inspired to start their own, like, journeys or whatever, like, by gloss, as there were trans people who felt, like, invalidated by that. And like, yeah, I don't know if that's like gonna be an unpopular opinion, but that's how I felt. I was like, well, if I'm not like X, Y, or Z, like the people in this band, which is the current expectation by the people around me, that if you're like this, then you're like them. Like if you don't, if that's not what you're putting out there, then you're not valid or whatever. Exactly. Like, and that's why, yeah, I totally agree with you where, um, like no disrespect, like love that band. Yeah, Um, me too. Like fucking great was definitely, I got to play with them, um, on like their like big tour and it was so much fun. Like I had a fucking blast. It was, oh, it was a really weird show. Um, but it was fucking great and I loved it, but like, Unless it was just like I wasn't trying, like I'm very upfront and outspokenly trans. Like I have zero desire to ever um, 
like trans like do the quote unquote classic transition fade into kind of obscurity and more or less pass as a cis person. Like I have zero fucking desire to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, and I've, I've always been very outspoken about that, but it's not the only thing I really kind of wanted to talk about. I didn't want to be like this in your face. Like I'm going to be like, I'm a trans person. Like I, I did release like songs like that where that really were the, um, uh, I guess like militantly trans trying to make them anthems or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like at that time I wasn't really interested in talking about that. Cause I'm like, well, somebody else already is like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to tr- like, I, I feel like they I don't think they have the final word, but I'm kind of just trying to talk about my own journey in life right now. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to hear or like that part of my journey, that's fine. Like no one has to listen to my music or my art or, and no one has to put it out. Like I wasn't for this specific, like uh, putting out that first LP. Um, like I wasn't entitled to have that released by anybody. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I was, there was this expectation that I'm like, I am going, this guy is supposed to release this. I'm entitled to, but um like that's kind of why I was like, okay, this is what's going on here. Like I'm not being that kind of trans person. Like I'm not being the kind of um, <laughs> like, look, I'm the cool trans punk. I'm like, I'm not trying to be that at all. I'm a fucking nerd <laughs> yeah. who was wanting to do like write weird, like punk songs with synth parts and not just be in this like very straightforward, hardcore punk band at that time. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, this person had some kind of, like, desire to, to you know, to, like, wave the ally flag. Like, look, like, we 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 put out this band, you know, and... Oh, yeah. It's yeah. never, like, there's nothing quite um, as terrible as a well-meaning ally, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I'm, you know, I've, that's that old quote the road to hell is paved with good intentions you know for and fucking I, like i, I and i've been God. i've been that person before you know i like we all have we've all been like well i i thought i was meaning well and i see now that i i was i was a fucking goon i i need to chill but um <laughs> right yeah it's it's and it's it's like you know i think that right i think now right like we're obviously in a like we're in a a way better place because like no well that only comes with like a a variety of rep- representation or whatever right like mm-hmm. the, the because gloss was this sort of catalyst in our scene or whatever you know and it it's more it there was a lot of crossover with that band too so like in a couple scenes really um Mm -hmm. because they were sort of that catalyst and and then it's just these four people then that's what makes that 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 pressure to 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 be in that uniform you know that that specific kind of trans person like you all have to be like this and you know but now we're all like it's like the there's so many like more like people that are are out there and they're like that we all have we we understand now that we're like okay like we're good. If you want to do voice training, you can do voice training. If you want to take hormones, you can take hormones. If you want to do like the 
it we've we've like broken the rigidity of like all of those <clears throat> like suppositions or whatever. Yeah, and I I think like there there's kind of like a question that I've always sort of I mean not always but um particular like I've asked myself this on and off. Like I've been out for over a decade now and like this just this is just my life. It's never going to change. I I can never foresee myself like going back in the closet or anything or doing things really differently. Like I'm pretty good with where I'm at and with where my life is at. Yeah, things might change. I'm not close opposed to that. But um the question I've just kind of always asked myself in regards to like how I am um in a relationship with the rest of the world is sort of this like who am I doing this for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like when I was playing when I was first playing music, I was just kind of like, who the hell is this for? Like who am I writing this for? I'm like I'm first of all, yeah, I'm obviously writing this for myself. Like I'm writing uh, music that I want to hear. I'm writing lyrics that speak to me. And I hope other people get something out of those lyrics. Like, I wasn't trying to be super, like, upfront about what I was trying to say. I was just like, I want other people to, you know, read into that in that regards. And just even, like... Like this, like where I'm at with, you know, being trans and being out and how I'm out, like I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with um, who I am. Yeah, maybe, you know, not all the time. Like, of course, like I fucking get dysphoric at least a, like a good dozen times a week uh, at a minimum, like on a good week. But I'm happy with this because I'm doing it for me and I'm doing this to like relate to this other, like the rest of my, my community. I'm they, like that trans people for me at this point are way more important. Like having community with other trans people is way fucking more important than being in a band that like, so I can, um, appeal to a widely cis audience. Um, and like, I mean, I've been, I've gotten like the chance to do some like really cool big stuff and I look back at it, I'm like, wow, like that was kind of bullshit. <laughs> like I, I remember I got to play Riot Fest once. Mm -hmm. And I, I look back, I'm like, that should have been like like pinnacle, like peak career moment. Like, yeah, I am on top of the world. But just like, uh, what was it? It was like two weeks or something, three weeks or something like that beforehand was um, – like you and I actually was the day we met, like in Chicago playing when I was in Sleep Dead. Like mm -hmm. we played that um, Hundreds of AU show together. Yeah. And like, I'm like, that was my favorite show. Like that was the sort of stuff because I was actually getting to like connect with like people who are more like me than standing up on stage. I was like, who the fuck am I doing this for? Like I'm doing this to kind of try to appeal to a larger audience rather than that doesn't give a fuck about me as a person when instead I was playing this other show like in this basement for maybe like a couple dozen people and I was there just making friends and I was so much fucking happier. And now, you know, like very much to narrow that down, like I am way more interested in building community with other trans people at this point far and above ever playing music again. Like I haven't been in a band. I mean, like Dana Sterling has done a couple of small um, runs of shows over the last uh, year and a half, but uh, nothing substantial. And I'm like, I'm just not really 
interested in that at this time. I'm, I'm wanting to, um, you know, I'm wanting to go support other trans people's music. I'm wanting to go hang, like make hang out with other trans people on a basic level, build community with them and each other. And that's so much more important to me than fucking playing in front of 2000 people. Like that was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So there's this weird, there's this sort of weird thing that I, I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe weird is the wrong word to use, but there's this idea that I come across every once in a while on the internet where it's like, people are like, <clears throat> um, uh, to put it like very bluntly, people are like, don't introduce me to the other trans person, you know, because we're both trans. <clears throat> and like, I get, I think where that comes from, because the, the, you're, you're supposing that this is like a cis person that's like, oh, I, I also know this other trans person. And, and that's like, so just weird in itself that you're like, they're like, you're trans, they're trans. Ah, but, but me, I'm always like, I want, I, I want to meet that person. Like, mm -hmm. be, because the sentiment I think that, that I never get from when people are saying things like that is it, I never get that people are just like, this is annoying because it's always cis people that are whatever, which I, which that I would understand. But it, the, what I'm always sort of reading from this is people just being like, just because we're trans doesn't mean we would have literally anything else in common. So why would we want to get to know each other? And like, I, I would argue that to me personally, that's enough in common. That's more in common mm. than I would have with a lot of people who play the exact same kind of music as me. That 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 like, it's way more in common than most people that I know that read comics and stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, so you know it puts like i'm in this weird position sometimes where it's like because there's not a lot of trans people in lafayette like i'll yeah you know and um <clears throat> but but i do run into uh trans people like there's a trans person at the library and i'm always like hey and i'm, I'm always like i'm trying to just be like almost like just sort of put myself out there like be real friendly and it's just like this person has, they do not want to talk to me for one second longer than I, and I'm like, I don't, I do not know what I'm doing wrong. Like I, you know, I'm not trying to like, I don't, I'm not trying to flirt with people. I'm not trying to whatever. I'm just trying to be friendly and I don't, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. This just, just all comes from where you were talking about, like, you know, you want to make community and, and like, this is just like my community is like the people around me like is American flags hanging in the front mm -hmm. yard. It's Marine Corps flags hanging in the front yard. It's a Trump flag on the window. Uh, it, you know, unfortunately, every every like uh Every mile or so you drive, you you may see a Confederate flag still. I mean, we're in Indiana, which was never yep. part of the Confederacy. But um, and so when I do see like trans or gender nonconforming people, at the very least, like I'm like, 
that's that's my people like let me talk mm-hmm. to my people and it's like i don't know if it's if it's other because other people are because they're in safety mode they're like i don't know you you know like mm-hmm. i'm reckoning that has something to do with it but it's just like i don't know like i want to know how you like and I'm not that not that you necessarily have the answers, but you know it's just a discussion. Like I, I want to know how you break down those walls with people that are more like you than you know, like when you just walk up to somebody at the library or you know at the or they work at the grocery store. You know, I I don't yeah like it's uh it, it's 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 why because you know it's like. Like my frustration is coming from the fact that I, I will, there's just like tens of thousands of people in and out of this city, uh, based on the school year, like, and so few of us are trans or gender nonconforming or whatever. And I'm just like, I just want to say what's up. I just want to introduce myself and take it, take, take it from there. But like, it's, uh, difficult. And I, yeah. Yeah. So, well, first of all, when you were you, something you said earlier, and I just wanted to like really quickly touch on it because um, I think it was very fucking important and fucking gave me chills. But uh, you said like you know that like cis people being like, hey, you know, you should meet my other trans friend, and like that's kind of the joke. Like, don't like, and you were just like, that's that is enough for me. Like, that is enough in common because that is like the most important thing. Like fuck yeah i want to meet other trans people i don't care how little in common we have like yeah i obviously prefer to like hang out with people where i can talk about uh music with them or like that's also a very important part of my life or science fiction like shit like that where Mm -hmm. uh yeah very much so i want to have those kinds of relationships but when that is the basis and that is strictly the basis I find myself more alone than I'm not. Yeah. And like all my friends end up being these like cis people where, yeah, we like the same kind of music. Um, but that's sort of, that's sort of like, yeah, we do definitely care about each other. And these are people who have my back, but that's kind of like, there's this kind of lacks this depth. Um, I was out in Arizona recently visiting a friend and, uh, they wanted to like, they wanted me to meet somebody who plays in some bands out there and like was, um, they were like very intent on it and kind of thing. And it was another trans woman and they were just like, I swear to God, I'm not trying to introduce you be like, because you guys are trans. And you know, at first I was like, okay, that's cool. But then I was like, yeah, actually I really do want to meet like other trans people who have the same sort of like, uh, like that same sort of life experience, like being a, in a band and being trans is kind of like, especially playing heavy music. Like that is a very weird experience in my opinion. Um, and it's a very unique, there's, there's not many of us like trans women who are also screaming into microphones. <laughs> like we are a pretty small group. And I feel like if we had like a conference of us or whatever, um, it would not be that large and all of us would probably have already known each other or we have like one mutual friend in common. Yeah. I mean, I do Um, it once a year. Like, you know, you can, you can sum up the, 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 
trans women screaming into a microphone, you can sum it up every year on the felony for existing EP. It's like, (laughs) it's like, that's us. Like I, (laughs) I put out the call to literally everyone that's and yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And it's when we go to, when we go to these festivals or whatever, sometimes it feels like there's a lot more of us than there really are. You know? Yeah. Cause well, and I think like that's because we're just surrounded by people like we're surrounded by people that are like us. Yeah. And it just it feels like a lot more, even though when you really think about it, it's like we're having uh, this is kind of like a very weird comparison. But, you know, those like like we're both like, you know, those nights where it was just like and I, I think of this as it was just a couple of years ago for me now, but it's like drunk as shit high off whatever you're hanging out with your friends and you're like this is the best night ever and just you think you're having so much fun but it's really like you and three other people in this shitty dive bar and you're just kind of like dancing around and yeah it's fun but it's kind of like a little cringe when you really think about it but in like in your mind it's like so huge and so much fun it's almost like that where it's like yeah there's like seven of us and it feels like there's 500 of us in the same room and it's fucking great because yeah there aren't that many like like trans people when you like when you get down to it like there are not that many and so when you look at trans people and I think specifically trans women who are playing music together or like playing music in general. But now I, I feel like it's just this thing in like Screamo in particular and this little world, like there's this huge uptick of like all trans Screamo bands. I fucking love it. Like it is the coolest shit I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, but yeah, like that's, it feel it feels fucking awesome. And like, I don't know, like, and then they answer your question, like, God, I wish I could tell you, because I'm terrible at making friends half the time. I'm, like, painfully shy, and, like, that's why I, I really, like, historically have relied on, like, going to shows, but even then, it's, that's still hard, and that's kind of why I, or, like, I started playing music, because that kind of made it easier in my head at the time, and even though it, in the long run, it really didn't. Um, it just, I kind of feel like looking back, I'm like, I think sometimes playing music sort of alienated me from like relationships with other people, um, than actually provoked them. But like, yeah, it's fucking hard to make friends with other trans people sometimes. Um, I've like, I've been living in Chicago for about, uh, like since July, I think I moved here in July. Um, and I like I jumped on like Hinge or Bumble or whatever and just was very strictly like, look, I'm just trying to meet other trans people as friends. Mm-hmm. And that is fucking it. And even then it was really fucking hard because we're it's not like I, I can just find someone. It's like, oh, you live like three houses down from me. Awesome. Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna walk down the street and there's very little um community for trans people out here like to be perfectly honest you would think there really? was a lot more yeah i mean that's it's <clears throat> there but not like this very specific and i mean i i'm sober so that's kind of like a priority for me where yeah, yeah. um and i'm like like after this last round of getting sober and how fucking difficult it was like that's a huge fucking priority for me so when i meet trans people it'd be like oh yeah we're gonna you know go get drunk together and i'm just like cool I'm not. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know like what else to kind of do. Like it gets sort of lonely. Um, 
but I have been super lucky that I've come across a few other trans people here and, uh, up in Milwaukee, which was where I was living for a little bit, who, um, are also trans and sober. And they are some of like the best friends I've ever fucking made. And it's, I'm lucky that I found them. Um, my, one of my closest friends in the entire world, she's another trans woman. And like, we didn't get sober at the exact same time, but we kind of like got sober together. And that was like, that's a really important relationship for me. But and like and we met because one of my cis friends uh, forced us to talk. <laughs> it was just like and like that's literally kind of what it was. Like I was sitting at one end of the bar, she and this other trans person were sitting at the other end. My friend was bartending and kind of talking to them, and like told me we need to all talk. And that's how I became friends with them. And like that, it's it's just. And now she is one of my like best friends in the entire world. Um, and it's not like we're best friends because we're in this into the same music or like we have all these big things in common or whatever. We're just best friends because we enjoy hanging out with each other and we're both trans people and both get to support each other. And that's like the coolest shit in my life. I mean, hell, that's why I wanted to have this conversation because as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, hey, here's two trans women supporting each other. Yeah. And this is cool to me. Like this is this is the sort of shit that's life giving. But I don't always feel like I know how to bring that uh, into the into the rest of my life. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's just this kind of like, hey, you're trans. I'm trans. I need trans friends. And just being as like direct as that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, <clears throat> it's for sure. Like, you know, it's like as, as much as as much as we were saying, like, it's it can be weird when you know that cis person is like oh you two should but there you know there's just like things that we experience that we can understand about each other and there's things that like that are unique to our lived experience that we can uh help each other with or through or however it goes um there was now you you were talking about like when you were <clears throat> like so you have not really played music like you transitioned and then your sort of musical journey started. So yep. something that I was thinking about might not really like apply to you, but like, but it was something I was going to bring up anyway, because it's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, maybe you can relate to it on, on another level. Um, well, I'm sure you can, but like, um, it might be something that other people can relate to as well. But like, there's a, there's a <clears throat> there's kind of a weird thing because, so, when you were talking about like, oh, I'm, like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna write all these songs about being trans, and like, but I sort of laughed to myself. <clears throat> in you know in my head when you said that because i'm like in my case what i what i've actually been doing was i have been writing songs about being trans for like 12 years and i just didn't <laughs> tell anybody you know, that's what they were about you know um and it's it is absolutely wild to me that anybody can listen to the mirror specifically and not be like oh i get what this is about like but um anyway i digress my uh <clears throat> The thing is, so I, so I, I 
I came out as non non-binary like a long time ago, like eight years or so ago. But I only mm-hmm. really came out, you know, as a trans woman like a year ago or a little over a year ago. And and um so there's this thing that I feel like has happened with <clears throat> um a lot of my cis male friends. And if you are not if you are not one of these friends that have acted this way, then I think you know that you are exempt from what I'm going to say or whatever because <laughs> but so here's this thing. So so I I'm out as non-binary. I'm, I'm out as bisexual. And I have a lot of like pretty close relationships with like cis dudes and they're just, I mean, like I'd known some of these dudes before uh, I even came out as uh, non-binary or bisexual or, or any of that, you know. And um, the relationship fundamentally did not change like when I came out as non-binary or as bisexual. Fundamentally did not change. No one was texting me last. No one was talking about only superficial things no one was like you know what i mean but then when i came out as a trans woman i feel like a lot of a lot of people like a lot of guys specifically sort of it's like i don't know what the thought process was there and mm-hmm. I, there's a bunch of thoughts that I've sort of had, and I've wondered, you know, I mean, it's always that thing, right? You suffer more in imagination. It's like maybe you just lost sort of touch with some of these people, and that happens, and that's fine. But um, what if all this other stuff was also part of it? And so it's like you start to think to yourself weird stuff like, well, what if it's their partners? What if their partners are like, what if it's that kind of situation? Oh, you're texting, the, you're texting some girl, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what if it's that situation, okay? But then, what about the other thing? What if it's not? Like, what if the person's partner doesn't care that they're texting some girl because it's you, a trans girl? Like, is that worse? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, I really like, and it's like nobody deserves to do this to, to themselves. Like, I do not know why. But it's like, it hurts sometimes when you like, you have these friendships and then you don't, they're not the same. And Oh, I mean, I had that happen like, when I came out, I mean, I had some really fucking close friends um, right before and right around when I came out. Like, some of the best fucking friends in my entire life. And they were people, like, they were, uh, they like, were people who were, we were, like, really committed to each other's, like, growth and well-being. I came out as trans and some of those friendships felt like they evaporated overnight or there was just this like slow fade. And I'm kind of in the, I'm in the position where I'm like, yeah, those definitely fucking changed. 
like for that like they they changed because i'm trans like they didn't we weren't just people who grew apart like these were people i hung out with all the fucking time and then i didn't and it was sad and it makes me sad sometimes and i know like i don't know like all the reasons but i know it's because i'm fucking trans (laughs) and that's why some of these friendships um that had been meaningful for fucking years ended and I still mourn some of those. I mean, there's people like maybe like maybe it would take like just a phone call or whatever, but I don't think it would like it would kind of like the friendship, like the relationship when you come out like specifically as a trans woman, like your relationships fundamentally fucking change in a lot of ways. And it's been a long time for me since that happened. Um, but yeah, they fuck it. Like my my friendships changed right away with especially with like um like my cis guy friends and oh, fuck is it like did it hurt? It really hurt and I I miss some of them but all at the same time I'm kind of just like whatever the reason you know I've also done, like had like the self-torture spirals of like why don't we talk mm. really anymore? Like what happened here? Yeah. Um and like I, I could, I mean, <laughs> had one of those like the other week when I was saw somebody I hadn't spoken to in a while who was like one of my closest friends like 11 years ago post something on Instagram. And I was like, wow, we haven't like talked in pretty much since like I started transitioning. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like there's not really a good way to put it. Like you, those, those relationships change, they end and um, I, I feel like I will always like have weird, complicated, like specifically relationships and friendships with other like cis men, with like cis men are, um, they're always going to be weird now and not because just because I'm a girl, but because I'm a trans woman yeah. <laughs> and like, that sort of like they're like that sort of stuff is different, I guess now yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And I don't always know exactly why, like, um, like there's that weird, like, you know, that weird sexualizing of trans women and that yeah, we are yeah. all like these kind of, we're these weird sexual deviants, specifically trans women. Like, let me to the Which listener, am, like, let me be very, no. yes. I mean, same. <laughs> like I am definitely like, let me be very clear listener. I am a sexual deviant, <laughs> but not the kind of, Okay, maybe kind of the same. You know what? You know what I'm trying to say. I know I do. Like, I really do. <laughs> that's, like that's why I had weird, to interject there. Which, weird, yeah, no. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> that's why I had to interject. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's like, okay, let's clarify a little bit. Yes, yeah. I am a sexual deviant. We are sexual deviants here. This is a safe space for us. But, you know, like the way like we're viewed like, like as malicious, yeah, and this yeah. way, like there's that that sort of trans misogyny that's going on that trans women or like transphobia that uh, trans women are these like inherently malicious people who um, are kind of like gonna turn you gay or whatever. Like I don't yeah. exactly know why.
like what like what people think that means you know like uh oh it's gonna you know gonna turn you gay or then there's there's the like there's the uh the there's the aspect where like it's like you're a, you're some kind of thing to be uh conquered or you know or like um just that that novelty or whatever and right like just a million but yeah you uh, you know a long time ago you you had just like casually posted that like meme which was like i don't remember what is it like star trek or something where somebody it, it, it it's just like someone says i find you much more interesting as a woman <laughs> or whatever and and uh it's just like you know some random screenshot and you were just like cis cis men be like you know or whatever and um <laughs> and it's like that's the other thing too right because then then you're then you're sort of like 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 cis cis dudes that you don't know that are a little too friendly or whatever and you're like whoa like what's what's happening here like is this right is this the other end of the you know the spectrum like is this the like, should I be, you know, like worried about my safety or, you know, like other, other things like that. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, <clears throat> like there's just, there's so much to like wrap your head around, you know, all the time. But like it, you know, when we were saying before, like, I think that part of the reason why I never like came out as a woman for like eight eight years or whatever even though i pretty much knew you know like from the start that's what was going on like was that fear of these relationships changing and things mm -hmm. like that and you know also like a good a good bit of it like uh you know i'm not gonna lie it was like i was i guess it was in insecurity and just like imposter syndrome like just like mm -hmm. well i couldn't i i couldn't possibly be you know like that's not me like i couldn't and just like that internalized like trans misogyny or whatever where it's just like well i don't like i'm not pretty or i'm not whatever like i'm maybe i'm not you know blah 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 like and all this stuff but like i think the biggest thing even more than any of that, even more than all the shit that like still wrecks my day, even after, you know, coming out or whatever, like it was the thing where it was like, I was like, what's gonna, what's gonna happen? Like when I flip that switch and that's actually what, like when my daughter came out to me, like she was like, uh, like, she was basically like, I don't care if you tell like all these people, like she was like, I don't care. It's basically like, I don't care if you tell all your like punk friends that I know. Cause she's like, and that was very like heartwarming, honestly, that she mm. was like, I trust the people that you associated with in music because like they're on the level, you know, this is, is almost what I felt like she was saying, you know? And that was a good mm -hmm. feeling. Like, it's like, but but at the same time she's like don't tell these family members and I'm like I get it you know I get it um 
Because yeah, it's like it's like you're you have that in your head. You're like, like there are some things that I know are gonna change, and there are some things that I actually want to change. But like, not just like everything doesn't have to change on this like fundamental level, almost. Mm -hmm. You know, and it always does. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think that should stop anybody. I'll say that too, because like, I, I just that small difference, like that seems like nothing, right? Just saying, because like you, you know, they say always that like coming out is a constant process, and like I get that, and I agree with that. But like, uh, so I was already out as non-binary, and like, and and just that, just that uh, acknowledgement from last year or whatever, where I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a girl. Like mm -hmm. just that, like the last year has been like the worst year of my entire life. All of my family stuff. A, a lot of people know about all that, like the worst year of my entire life. But, but weirdly enough, like I've just been happier. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, as much as like I'm saying like, oh wow, <laughs> listen to all this, like listen to all this stuff that's gonna happen. Like, don't don't let it stop you. You know, don't let any of that like your friends being weird or whatever, like don't let it stop you because Oh. Yeah. And I, I think like something you're kinda touching on, um I, I remember maybe it's just like the general like I don't know, like our we're we are I, I think we're technically elder millennials. Um, sure. Yeah. And like, uh, it's just kind of our elder millennial sort of coming out process. I don't know how the, how the kids do it nowadays. Uh, but for us like that, it, it, and I, I've heard this and watched this time and time again, like the first fucking year is always the hardest after coming out. I mean, it was it was so bad for me. I had to go to rehab. <laughs> like I, like it was a, things got super fucking dark. Um, I think it like, I, I think it was harder than when I went through my divorce or probably a harder process than this last time I got sober, which fucking sucked. And I'm like, I look back, I'm like, God, anybody who survives that first year after coming out and actually doing this and really like figuring out what this is going to look like long term and watching relationships like change and end and realizing like people respected you because they viewed you in this certain way or like, like you, you almost see like you're like, I, I felt like my value diminished in a lot of ways and like I felt like people couldn't get out of me the same sort of things when I started to transition. And then it's like, they didn't know what they could get out of me at that point. And so when I started playing music, like there was, a, there was another thing they could kind of get out of me. Hmm. And, um, I like, that's part, like I haven't really been doing music much because like, and that's kind of a big reason. I mean, yeah, it's obviously like my big priority right now is I want to, be in community with other trans people and that doesn't take the shape of playing in bands right now but i got fucking tired of feeling like this kind of pressure to um be this specific per kind of person 
and kind of feeling isolated from the rest of my community. And like, and like, I think that was like, I think that that directly was because I was a trans woman in that part and then came out and played, started playing music in that particular time. I mean, yeah, also because I'm not like particularly good at, uh, being social right away. Like, yeah, I can be social. I can make friends and whatnot, but, uh, obviously like you and I became friends, but, um, there is like, like it, it was fucking hard. I always felt this like big kind of like, what, what are people trying to get out of me sort of thing. And like, I had this kind of, so right before I moved away from Minneapolis, um, there was this, I, I think the best way to put it is this great outing of predators in the music scene. Um, all over when I say Minneapolis music scene, I mean, I don't just mean like the punk scene. I mean the entire fucking music industry in that city, every predator got outed. And it was like literally looking at my phone, getting these updates, just be like, Oh my fucking God, I can't handle this. And, um, everybody had a friend that it turned out they were like some kind of an abuser. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I found out that uh, this one person in particular who was in several bigger metal bands from that city was outed as a rape, like as a serial rapist. And um, I'm obviously not going to get too far into that, but like, and maybe add like kind of a trigger warning that we are discussing this, but um, yeah, for sure. Like, he was somebody who went, like, he went to bat for me like physically like to physically protect my own safety like somebody who would like go out of his way to book my band because he felt like i as a trans woman deserved to have that kind of a platform and whatnot and then i found out he was a fucking serial rapist and i was like you fucking bastard like you were you weren't like you weren't saying it was you weren't giving me this platform for me, you were giving me this platform to provide you with cover. Yeah. And I, when that was happening, like I fucking like obviously was going off on him and, um, somebody kind of messaged me out of the blue about a lot of this. Um, and was just kind of like, Hey, I saw what you said about this person. Um, I just want you to like, I just want to apologize because there was definitely like a lot of people who were, like kind of gossiping in this petty way that you were uh, like you were cool with this person being like this, that you were cool with this person being an abuser that you knew and you just weren't doing anything. And like that fucking broke my heart entirely. Um, and I just, I like, I, I, I crumbled after that. I mean, I told like we were, that was when Dana Sterling was like, we were trying, I mean, COVID was going on. So not, none of us really like we, everything was sort of up in the air, but mm-hmm. that's when that band was just kind of starting up and we had just recorded and we were like, okay, we're going to figure out how to make this band work. And I just told everyone, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. I don't know if I can even play music again. Um, and I ended up moving after a series of other events. Like I, ended up moving to Arizona and, um, I was still writing and whatnot. I like bought a new guitar when I was out there and just kind of started recording stuff, but it was mostly just for me. And, um, but that really like taught me, like kind of showed me in this way, like what people, how people try to really like 
use like use me as a trans woman to um for their own gain it's like that kind of identity politic of um being like used for cover and now i like i'm way more shrewd in how i approach people and I, i still have like a hard time kind of trusting people after that sort of situation where um having moved around the country a few times over the last few years and making friends, I'm just kind of like, okay, what are you trying to get out of me? Like, that's kind of what a lot of it is. And I found that some of the best, like some of the closest relationships are some of the most um, meaningful ones where it wasn't, you know, obviously like I've made a lot of friends who are also trans women um, over the last couple of years. And those relationships mean more to me than anything else. But it's uh, people, I like other working class people um, that are just kind of, you know, live in their lives. There isn't this big like goal or thing they're trying to achieve. It's just like, you know what, go to work, go home, you know, have your wife and kids and uh, go to the bar. And like there was when I was living in Milwaukee, there was this bar right around the corner from my apartment called Camacho's. Um, and God, I fucking remember somebody who I worked with for like a day. I was a bartender out there and it was her last day. And she was just like, I was like, yeah, what are some like good trans friendly bars like in the area? And she's like, oh yeah, I mean, I doubt Camachos will be like that. And like, lo and behold, <laughs> that was the place where I felt fucking safest out of anywhere. And I know it wasn't perfect. It was far from fucking perfect as far as like being trans goes. But those were people who like physically protected me and went to bat for me way like not because they could get anything out of me, but because I was one of them and they considered me part of their community. And that sort of shit is way more important to me now than like what kind of image me as a trans woman who plays music can provide for people. Yeah. Yeah, that's <clears throat> Yeah, I don't I don't like I can't I can't speak to um I can't speak to like <clears throat> a lot of that, but you know, there was there was a there was an incident where someone, you know, that I was in a band with was like just doing inappropriate shit and it wasn't anything on that level, like not even close to it, but like and what you said about like somebody being like, "Oh, we thought you just knew," and like, yeah, that kind that kind of happened to me too. And like, I really feel like a lot of you know some people that I really <clears throat> uh, trusted and cared for sort of threw me under the bus the same time as the other person just by association, and mm-hmm. it's like. It was just a ma- it was a matter of this person like sending really inappropriate shit over the phone. You know, it wasn't anything more than that. That's enough, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to defend that, but mm-hmm. the the idea that I know what this person is doing on their phone while I'm driving in a van or whatever, you know, is ludicrous, you know? And um yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it wasn't it wasn't the friend that I lost because because he did that shit that hurt. It was the friends that I lost because of this thing that I had nothing to do with, you know. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, 
<clears throat> me being <clears throat> trans in the, you know, in the way that the situation did with you, but like, I, I can definitely relate to that. Like y you, like you thought that, like, I knew about this, like you thought for a second that, I don't know, that I was yeah, right? okay with any of this. Like, I don't know. Like I literally broke up <laughs> one of my bands because there was a like, word going around about a bandmate of mine. Yeah. I mean, and, and that it all ended up getting confirmed, and I'm fucking glad I broke that band up. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, dude, I have always gone to bat for, like, other survivors. Yeah. And why would you ever think, like, did you think that this was kind of just for show? No. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. fucking not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> well... This was a, you know, this was a very heavy conversation, but, it, but, uh, I'm glad to have had it for sure. Same. Um, I was kind of like, I was like sort of mentally preparing myself, you know, for like all of the, uh, all of the sort of like, doesn't this stuff suck? And like, <laughs> not really necessarily considering like how there was going to be a lot to it that also like people are going to be able to really take something away from that. I think, you know, and I hope so. I that's, mean, I mean, that's, that's what, I mean, that's what I want. That's why I want to start a podcast. Like not, not just to like, not just to talk about what kind of guitar is your favorite, you know, or whatever. Although I do love mm -hmm. that. I love to talk about that shit too. Like I just, gear is fun, you know, but, um, but yeah, I just, I just think that, after an hour, somebody should really be able to walk away with something. And I, I think that, um, <clears throat> you know, I like, I hope it's not weird when I'm like, if I hit you up, uh, not you specifically, but like, you know, the proverbial you, if I hit you up because you're trans and I ask you to come on the show, you know, I hope that's not weird. Like I am also trans. Um, I am interested and invested in getting our voices out there and, um, you know, along with like other, you know, other people like who don't get represented the, in the same way that, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, well, the majority group does, you know, the, the cis straight white guy, uh, in hardcore, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just like, you know, if I hit you up because I'm like, your band is sick and you're trans, then I hope it's not weird. Um, <laughs> this is what it's all about to me, you know, just like um, us, like finding community, like you said, you know, and, and making community. But with me, it's like still through music. Um, I like some of the, I you know, this summer I've had like the most like uh, absolutely like just like, when like i never i never make an album and go like why am i still doing this like every time i make an album i'm like that's the best thing i've ever made like it's mm -hmm. like I, I don't know and for different reasons you know and that's what keeps me like sort of playing the field like i'll be over here i'll be over there you know as, as i mm -hmm. do these things for different reasons but like as far as shows like the three shows that we had this this year like we're just like the most validating experiences show wise that I've ever had. And 
like that's because I saw people like me out there mm-hmm. like where and when I could even if not like I didn't go out there in a dress I didn't go out there with makeup or I didn't go out however people think I'm supposed to go out like but I saw people like me and I was I was accepted for who I say I am and um yeah it was huge um so um <clears throat> I don't know if uh, anybody listening was a part of that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, um, you know, you've said uh, you've said here and there that like, you know, you're, you're kind of like you're in a different place right now. Like you're not really trying to like, you know, pursue bands and everything. But at the same time, you know, in private, we've sort of uh, talked about how like you know you're you still write music and so that's still there like mm-hmm. as a possibility for the future or whatever um so um you know to sort of wrap it up like um what are your thoughts on like what what um what is the ideal situation that you would have to find yourself in to where you you know you're you'd be looking to um play music again or like how would you want people to sort of like um follow you or stay in touch like in the meantime in in, or in case you never do decide to uh play music again um god that's a good question um i'm pretty being pretty private in a lot of my life right now that's been kind of uh sort of intentionality so like my social media i don't really uh i'm not really trying to like let a bunch of randos unless it's like other trans people um follow me so if you are a trans woman out there uh hit Edie up and uh we can get connected that way like if you don't mind being the uh pardon the pun the middle man (laughs) a (laughs) it is uh it's you know that uh that name is is um it is uh, almost 30 years old at this point and it's not going anywhere so it's, hell yeah the, the pun is uh fully uh accepted and appreciated still um yeah <laughs> well, like if i play music again um i just want to play music with people i like i mean it doesn't have to be this like i've playing like shows every fucking night i'm going on tour all the time it's just like i just want to play music with specifically other trans people but i just want to play in i just want to play and it doesn't i don't care necessarily about the style as much anymore um as long as i really like the people that i'm playing with and i just haven't found people like i've had people like specifically when i was living in milwaukee i had a couple people be like hey let's play in a band together and it was just kind of this like yeah i just it's not that i don't like you but i don't like you in that way you know it's like (laughs) like i have a lot of friends (laughs) that like i would love i'm glad i'm friends with them but i would never fucking date them and it's kind of the same sort of thing i just haven't found really the right people yet uh i had been working on a project like a couple years ago um, right before I got sober 
that never really coalesced. Um, and so I have like a bunch of, like, I have so many fucking songs sitting on the back burner. I was going through demos the other day and I found stuff and I'm just like, when did I write this? Like, I obviously wrote this at some point or another, but how, like, I have zero recollection of this. Um, and so I've, I've been like lately, I've just been kind of enjoying going through those sort of picking them apart. Um, and like reworking them a little bit like hey maybe i'll do something with this at some point but i've just been really loving writing music and writing lyrics just for myself so that it's and without really the intention of like showing them off to the rest of the world i want to and if i'm like if i'm in a point where i'm like i want to play in a band with somebody like it doesn't i don't know exactly how it would look I don't even have to fucking live in like the same area. I've done long distance bands before I was like, fuck when I lived in Minneapolis, I was playing in a band out of Chicago and that was definitely quite the trip. But, um, like I, I don't know. I, 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 it literally just kind of comes down to, do I like this person, you know? And I'm also like a very, like I'm slow in writing and working on stuff and, I'm not always like, as you know, I'm not always the best at like finishing shit or just having to be like, Hey, I'm a little bit of a flake. Sorry, this didn't get finished. Like I just, and so it's, it's not always like the biggest priority. Like the biggest priority in my life right now is staying sober and like making new trans friends. Like those are the two things I really care about at this time. And, um, playing in music would have to really fit in with that. So like, I really hope to, um, I really, really hope I get to play in bands again. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like getting to be on stage and there's nothing like getting to be in a studio, practicing, getting to meet up with my with like people who I really enjoy um, and just getting to create together. Like that, that shit fucking rules. Um, but I have no idea what it would look like. And I just don't think that I can do it in the way I've been doing it in the past. And that was my conversation with Camden Harper Rose. Thank you so much, Camden, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to everyone for listening to. Sometimes these conversations are hard, but I feel like most of the time I feel better for having them. Before we go, in case you didn't see... Middleman Records has released an eSims for Gaza compilation featuring 47 tracks from bands all over the world showing their solidarity with the people of Gaza and trying to raise money for eSims to help them stay communicating with each other and sharing their stories with the outside world. Check it out at middlemanrecords.bandcamp.com. Until next time, free Palestine and do good things.